0: They say I'm difficult. They say I'm drunk even when I'm not. Sure, I take dolls. I gotta get some sleep. I gotta get up at five o'clock in the morning and sparkle, Neely, sparkle. Mr. Quick, I am a human being. Do you know what that means? It means I set a price on myself. A high, high price. You may be surprised to know it, but I've got quite a lot to give. I've got things I have been saving up my whole life. Things like love and understanding and and jokes and good times and good cooking. The calla lilies are in bloom again. Such a strange flower. Suitable to any occasion. I like to feel free. You can get lonesome being that free can get lonesome being that busy (laughs) now who would think to look at us that we got the same problem hi friends you're listening to such an old soul with me Dominique Lessing. welcome welcome to the very first episode of my podcast I am delighted and excited, but most importantly, I am honored to be in your company this morning. Let me set the scene. It is raining. It feels like we are in London, but no, I'm in Pennsylvania, just as nice. And I have my little cat here. Her name's Princess Grace. She's my little girl, and I'm sure you'll hear a lot about her as this podcast continues. And I have tea, and I just thought this would be the perfect time to launch this first episode. I'm very excited and lucky to have my father as my first guest, and he's the perfect first guest because I'm talking about the topic of nature versus nurture today. Being an old soul, it's something that has come up because it's brought up quite often throughout my life, how I became enthralled and and fascinated with older films in particular and how that came to be so i knew my father would have a lot of information on this and a lot of funny stories to share about our life and the movies so i hope that this encourages perhaps you to have these kinds of conversations with your loved ones or your you know your best friends and I want to just thank you for joining me if you could please subscribe if you enjoy this podcast once you listen please do and please share with your friends, your family, and your furry friends. I would really appreciate that and again thank you and enjoy my conversation um, with my dad. Ooh, I also cannot forget to thank Meredith Riggs for her lovely introduction that you heard in the beginning and to Chuck Renata for being the technical King that he is, and keeping this podcast running smoothly. Thank you both so much.
1: Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited, so thrilled, and I'm also a bit nervous.
0: I remember being very young and seeing a large print of Errol Flynn in our dining room in one of either Captain Blood or Robin Hood. Do you remember that?
1: Captain Blood.
0: Was it Captain Blood? Um,
1: Probably. uh,
0: Very large at the time, like as big as I was, like four years old.
1: That might not be too big because... You're not even big right now.
0: Yes. Okay, but it was. You were pretty itsy
1: big. bitsy.
0: But that was in, I believe, our dining room. Yes. Okay, and I now, where did? The, why did you have that? Where did that? Because I remember seeing that all the time.
1: Well, I've uh, loved Errol Flynn since I was in my early teens, and I saw Captain Blood for the first time, uh, living in New York. Uh, in Yorkville, um, with my mother, and being in my room, and on Saturday afternoons, they would show. Uh, there was a, a station, Channel Nine, and it was uh, it was called the the Million Dollar Movie, and the Million Dollar Movie was great. It was almost uh, it was it paralleled. Uh, like Netflix streaming today, where like Law and Order will be on a certain day and it'll run all day and all night. Well, this was the million dollar movie was the originator of that concept. It was a channel, channel nine in New York and it ran movies, it would pick one film, but they were always classic films or perhaps some obscure kind of films, but older films, films under the time. So we're talking about the time was uh, mid 60s, late 60s. Um, I was maybe 13, 12, in there.
0: And were all your friends watching
1: that too, or were you? No, my friends uh, would watch Maybe some movies that they particularly liked, but they were involved, as most people in any generation are, uh, with uh, contemporary films or contemporary art. This station would, of course, like most stations, uh, have, you know, promos of the film that they were going to show next week. So again, they would show not just for the day, but you're talking about the whole week. Mm -hmm. until the sign off at like 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning at night, Mm -hmm. the same film so I saw this promo of uh, Errol Flynn and Captain Blood and it looked so exciting the whole swashbuckling uh, uh, atmosphere of it and and I just love that sword and sorcery and, and and just the time the Victorian time that it presented and he was so engaging and he had long hair and so at that time also that was the beginning of like the hippie movement <laughs> uh-huh. and people were growing their kids and and uh, teenagers and, uh-huh. and young adults were growing their hair long you know and uh, so was I yeah.
0: You're saying let's have Errol Flynn hair, not That's Rolling right. Stones <laughs> hair. Let's, okay.
1: And uh, he and, had long hair in this. Uh, yeah. And
0: so if somebody listening doesn't know who he is, what should they watch? They should be seeing.
1: They might start off with Robin Hood, but Captain Blood would be, uh, because Captain Blood was uh, years, a little. Bit in time before uh, he made uh, Robin Hood. By Robin Hood, he was a big star. Captain Blood, he was an unknown. And mm-hmm. uh, from what I've gathered, they, the studio took a great chance uh, in.
0: And good music s- in that too. Oh,
1: yes. Well, let me finish <laughs> okay, here. Okay. She's interrupting me, people. Mm. See, this, this is a mainstay. <gasps> Um, What was I saying? Oh yeah, Olivia de Havilland, who just passed unfortunately, and Arrow were unknowns and the studio took a chance and boy did they uh, win out because uh, they they went on to make, I don't know, seven, eight films together. Uh, They were a great team.
0: And you still listen to those soundtracks in any car we are in at a very loud volume
1: the composer was a composer um who had escaped the, the nazi um horrors in in germany at the time in the beginning of of that whole debacle with his family his name was eric wolfgang korngold And uh, anybody who knows anything about composition or uh, classical, especially classical movie compositions knows Eric Wolfgang Korngold. And his music is unparalleled. It became the prototype for... Swashbuckling movies and adventure movies to this day. I'm sounding like an authority. Yes, yeah, you're day.
0: like Leonard yeah. Maltin over here. Uh-huh.
1: I, I want to preempt what we're going to be talking about by just saying a word about the concept here of, uh, or the theme of. Nurture versus nature
0: <laughs> Because
1: uh, I think the audience needs to know that You and I have had this debate And this discussion From day one
0: mm-hmm.
1: Great bit of uh, intrigue and, and warmth And, and uh, such a vehicle for us Uh, To talk about so many things in life uh, that we experience and then we relate it back. Well, is this something uh, that this person did because they uh, were destined to do it Mm -hmm. out of genetics or the gods? Or was this learned behaviors?
0: Right. So if we go back... After I saw those po that was the print of Errol Flynn Mm -hmm. in the home, very little, like three, four years old, that was up as soon as we moved there when I was born, and then you got me. I remember the first movie I saw, which was Lassie Come Home, with little Elizabeth Taylor. I'll Google her and uh, she was little like me at the time there was a dog it was all very exciting and I used to watch that very often but that was made 60 50 years before I was born and I didn't think anything of it until I started going to school and realizing that that was not the norm
1: well, I think that spirit uh, certainly transcended to more things than your catalog of, of film watching. Uh, I think you started to discover that in many ways uh, your, your tastes or your views on things uh, were not the mainstream of your peer group.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. but before that, you you used to go to this place that I found very very sophisticated, but a little intimidating. This VHS store in our town that was all it looked like all in black and white with the big posters of the different movie stars, and they well, just had that's right, yes. all rentals. And always brought them back. That's late. right. I would oh, send. Did you, mommy? Yeah. To
1: bring them back, because you would just <laughs> run in and throw them on the counter yeah. and quickly bolt out of We've there. We've been
0: known for returning things <laughs> late, <laughs> but there we used to go. You used to bring me there mm-hmm. all the time before I had really much awareness of of all of this stuff, and used to get your VHSs there. Yeah.
1: And they had and very stoic had,
0: people who were yes, there. Yes, and
1: they had a really big counter. Yes. And you couldn't even reach the top. Reach the counter, you were so tiny. Right. Obviously, nobody can see you, but she's still really tiny.
0: I'm five foot. Five foot. Yes. So that, but I liked that place. And you know, I would work there now. That would have been where I would have worked. But Mm they are now, they've been closed a very long time. You don't know the name of that place. Uh, It was not a blockbuster. This was a. It
1: was down from Farley's and.
0: In our little town. In our little uh, town.
1: Nope, don't
0: remember. All right. If we think about the nurture part of this conversation, I find it very interesting how being only children, but you don't have to be, but that that is a big part in who are the different people that you're around and how those interactions you know, are shaping then your environment, and they just do.
1: Maybe something about being an only child and having to create my own world uh, because I was, uh, my mother raised me Uh, on her own, and uh, being a single mother uh, through the 50s, 60s, and and 70s, it was a time uh, that was very difficult for uh, single parents, especially a single woman. So she worked a lot to provide a roof over her head, And thus I was left to my own devices very young and and throughout my uh, early life, uh, which produced uh, good results and bad results. Uh, I was left in the hands of much of my day or uh, time with other caregivers
0: And the same with me that I, too, due to you and my mother working a lot, I had a lot of different, very colorful um, babysitters, many, many of all ages. And I think that primarily because a lot of them were older, you know, over 40, and a lot of them were artists and, um, very bohemian type figures <laughs> in our community that they really influenced a lot of even me just knowing words and phrases and and different kinds of fashion and different ways of cooking and that all of that became uh, a teaching for me and an and a, a new understanding and then an and uh a, a new way of being that I had not seen from just going to to school and being with other you know children and I think that that is quite rare and important um and definitely special to get to be around people that are much older than you, that you can, um, gain so much wisdom and, um, just, um, moments with that, that you wouldn't have with someone who's exactly the same age as you. And I think even though we grew up in very different periods of time, you know, that's something that's very similar and interesting that, that we have that link. But anyway, I could go on and on. And you said you wanted to share a story before we close, so.
1: I got to tell this story uh, to close out uh, about a film that you were obsessed with.
0: After Lassie Come Home. Yes, after yeah. Lassie
1: come, came home or comes home <laughs> uh, called The Wizard of Oz, which everybody knows. You would watch that. You had to watch it at least, at least once a day, if not two, three times a day.
0: Now, was there a TV in my room? No, I think I no, had to it was, watch, had it, to watch in it in the open, right? In, no,
1: you had to watch it in uh, our bedroom, right? Okay. Yeah. So you- and it was on. We had it on VHS.
0: hmm I remember. Mm-hmm.
1: And so. Now we're talking about a whole year of this, at least. Yeah. So somewhere mid-year, I had watched this documentary that on the Wizard of Oz, and they purported, or they told about uh, this one of the the. Um,
0: munchkins
1: i don't yeah i don't know if they're dwarfs or midgets uh, that were the actors in the yellow brick roads uh um, um portion or or even uh yeah anyway they suggested and also showed now i don't know if it was manipulated i don't know if This is fact, but it appeared to be conclusive that one of the dwarfs or midgets committed suicide in this part of uh, the movie where all three of them have just met the uh, Scarecrow, the Lion, and the tins Man, and uh, Dorothy, and they're walking now. Follow the yellow brick road, and mm-hmm. they're going towards uh, the horizon. And in the horizon, in the very back, you see this figure swing out from a tree, and then you see these prop men grab it and pull it back and the point is that once i saw this and i uh found out about it i said oh i gotta make my daughter watch this maybe this will stop her from having to watch the wizard of oz day and day out because i had gotten completely satiated by it uh by that time So I made you watch it and I I pointed it out to you at
0: five years old. Yeah, five or or six years old. Yeah, you
1: were little. (laughs) And uh, the end of the story is that your mother found out about it and thought that it was horrible and child abuse and why would I do such a thing? And I got really taken over the coals about that.
0: I went, ah, (laughs) but it was scarring. I remember always remembering it. it, it. it, Yes. Horrible. Left
1: a shadow (laughs) over the whole film. I have to say, uh, this has been a exciting thrill. You guys can't imagine or maybe you can maybe you've had a similar experience <laughs> to be with the person you love more than anybody okay. or anything to make me a star
0: <laughs> with your name up there in lights Oh Well, this was such a fun conversation talking about nature versus nurture and a lot of other things in between about, you know, how we grew up and the movies and just a lot of good times. And I hope that you all, as I said in the beginning, um, will have these conversations with your loved ones as well because that's what it's all about. Um, You can tune in every Tuesday at... 5 p.m., where I will have a new episode of Such an Old Soul. So thank you so much. Stay safe and happy. Toodaloo!